weekend. This is the Jim Eskimen Podcast, and it's October 11th. Uh, I was going to say 1959, but that's really not present time at all. I'm here. I'm doing a, the first podcast that I've ever done so far with a guest, a very special, very special guest, my best friend in the whole world, my beloved wife, Tamara Meskimen, who is also the founder of the Acting Center in Los Angeles, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I'm a big fan of hers. I've been a big fan of yours, Tamara, since about 1975, I think, when I first saw you on stage. Wow, that's a long time ago. That's, yeah, 40-plus years. How old was I? I was probably, what, 10? I think you were three. <laughs> three. I think you were three. I saw you. It was a baby kissing a contest. Baby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, about what you've got going because a lot of people... Well, first of all, let's dispel the misinformation, misconception that I am somehow one of the founders of the Acting Center School. Would you like to set people straight? Well, I, I don't know if I if we if we should actually. I think, <laughs> I think it's advantageous to the Acting Center uh -huh. to have you uh, as uh, a silent founder. As a silent founder, who's <laughs> getting more silent all the uh -huh. time. Well, in fact, you you are the founder, and you founded it with Bill Kilpatrick, the, yes, uh -huh. and one of, certainly one of the main founders. And you're you're the founder on the ground, the boots on the right. ground, and the, also with Christopher Smith and Eric Matheny. Yeah, all all really great guys, and uh, but you're the one that really had the the kind of the the first big idea about it, and and you've definitely put it there. And without you, I, I I'm just saying this. I don't, you don't need to agree, but I think without you, the acting center would not exist from day to day. And you continue to put it there. And now, you know, I I try to describe this school, and I'm I'm a student at this school. Have been a student, have studied it. I haven't been through the whole curriculum, but I've been through a lot of it enough to know that I think it's really really unique and valuable. Um, how would you? How do you explain to people how it's different from other acting schools? Because there are a gazillion acting schools in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the the things that we run into because we are so different. Um, people have an idea of what an acting class is because most acting classes are typically very similar. You know, you put up a scene. Uh, and you have that scene is, you know, critiqued by the teacher. Mm -hmm. And the class sits around and watches. And some, in some cases, sometimes the class critiques the scene. That's a pleasure. And that's <laughs> a real pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, in fact, that you had experienced that in studying um, in New York. Yes. And we right. ran into that when we had the acting, uh, the National Improvisational Theater in New York. Mm -hmm. You know, we, mm -hmm. a lot of students would come in. That it, that it happened to. And that was our idea with this, is to get away from that traditional method of teaching, which isn't really teaching at all, in fact, um, from my viewpoint. Mm. It's, it's, um, it's kind of what I think has happened is that, that those hats, the hat of director and teacher are collapsed in, in that instance. Mm -hmm. And by hat, you mean the, the duties and the functions. The duties mm -hmm. and functions of a teacher. Um, is, they're really being more of a director, than they are being a teacher, mm. you know. And which, what's wrong with being taught by a director? Um, well, everybody has their own viewpoint. So, you know, it's it's fine when you're on set or, you know, in a play and you're having to work with a director and he's the one that's in charge and you are, you know, you're in a group collaboration working with that director to try to get whatever vision he has help him get that vision across mm -hmm. to the audience. And then in that instance, yeah, you would do everything the director had in mind because that's his vision. He's the senior, 
you know, the senior person on the on the project. But that's in a, in a show situation. That's right? in a show situation. Yeah, in a teaching situation or a learning situation, you want to have an environment that's very um, free and open for somebody to be able to be willing to take chances and be willing to try things and you know things that they might be afraid to do and mm. have an environment that gives them you know, the feeling that they can try something and people aren't going to ridicule them or make fun of them or call them out on it or something, you know. Um, an environment that, you know, breeds creativity, not um, not trying to pigeonhole or put somebody into some kind of cookie cutter that is, you know, just to please that one director or that one teacher. So, yeah, because my, ex- my experience exactly with New York was when I, I wanted to be study to be an actor, and I went to the, the, the famous Stella Adler School, and my mother had gone there, and, and I, rec- I said, uh, Mom, what do you recommend? She says, well, I went to the Stella Adler School. I went, all right. She didn't go to New York. She went to Los Angeles. But I showed up there, and they said, oh, yes, well, you, you have to take these beginning classes. And I was like, okay, fine. And I, I didn't have any acts to grind. I'd done some plays, and I thought I, I'd seen the professional world of acting, I hadn't done any professional work yet, but, and I, I found that the criticism was unbelievable, just unbelievable, like just demonic. Now, not all schools are like that. Some are pr- purport to be more supportive and, and will say, uh, and what is your opinion about these schools that are not like, you know, because obviously if you go in and someone says, all your choices are trash and you are a worthless person, which some of them do in, in, in greater or lesser degree, but most of them probably are like, you know, that was great. Um, I think you could have brought a little more anger into the scene and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, in trying to put it forth in a more kindly way. And yet you, your school doesn't even allow that. No, we don't even allow that. And why is that? <laughs> why is that? Because on the surface, that looks like, well, that's pretty harmless. I'm sure somebody's going to get their, their nose bent out of shape. You know, some people are just very sensitive or whatever. But, but why do you think that that's not a, an effective way of teaching? Um, well, because art is not a science. Art is, you know, based on opinion. So, um, I mean, you probably can learn something from somebody who's giving you direction like that. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. to say that you can't learn something. Mm -hmm. But what you're going to learn is what that person likes. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn what that person thinks is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's fine, you know, if that's what you want to learn. But if you are a true artist, what matters is how do you think it should be? Hmm. What do you want to bring to the role? What do you think is will best, you know, realize this character and bring it to life, you know, based on the information that you have and what's in the script and and what style of piece it is and all of that. But, you know, it's a true artist brings their own creativity to something. And is it so important at the beginning to to kind of realize where you are on your own feet as an artist or do you can't you wait till later on when you've already had everything kind of all the bad stuff criticized out of you? I think it's essential that you learn at the beginning. Otherwise, you actually lose it and you forget that it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. It, you kind of give it over to somebody else. And um, this is what I've seen happen with a lot, of, a lot of actors. You know, they give that responsibility over to someone else. Tell me if I'm good. Mm. Tell me if this is the right choice. Mm-hmm. Tell me if this is, you know, is, if this is the right emotion. Tell me, did I, did I do the emotion right? You know, if you've done a good job and you're taking responsibility for it, you know. You know if you're doing it. You know if you've reached what you want to reach. You know, with what you want to create. You know, also an audience will tell you. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. pretty straightforward, you know. Um, 
And everybody gets something different out of a, a creation, too. Not everybody likes the same things. That's what makes it art. Mm. That's what makes it interesting, you know? So getting, getting a handle on that and getting a, a feeling of your own viewpoint and, uh, and, your, what, and what you want to create is, 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 you, is, is building in a tradition within yourself of, or a good practice of taking responsibility for that, that artistic product. Yeah, right? absolutely. At, at an early stage. At an early stage, yeah. yeah. I, f- we, I find it much easier to train somebody who's never had any other acting training. They come in and sail right through mm. and start just creating amazingly well. It's much harder to undo <laughs> things that have been done. <laughs> yeah, where people already think, well, no, this is the way I've always been taught. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. I or, imagine a lot of people want to be criticized and sort of demand, will you tell me what's wrong? Tell yeah. me tell me when I'm, I'm bad. Yeah, how will I know if I'm good if you don't tell me? They say that. Yeah. Wow. How will I know? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now, all the, this is you make a very important distinction. I think is that when you're training to be an actor, this is the kind of atmosphere you want. When you're working as an actor, it's a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Because at that point, it graduates into the director or the production has some idea what you should do, and they have every right in the world to say, you know what, that sucked. Go back and do it like this. Yeah, absolutely. But at that point, you're already an actor who's, you know what, I know how to make a choice, and now I'm a professional. I'm in the professional realm, and whatever you say, man. You know, uh, not that you give up completely. Yeah, but and you've drilled enough and you've really practiced enough so that they give you the change and you can make the change without a problem and it doesn't rock your boat going like, oh, but I've only practiced it this one way and Uh, that's all I need. I I don't know how to do it any other way and that's going to take me months of preparation to figure it out. And, you know, so uh, to be ready to just change on a dime and go, oh, that's what you need from me at this point. I can do that, you know. And that's what we drill. We drill and drill and drill in class to be able to do that, to be able to change and be anything at any time. That's so great. Now, you 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 don't just cater to beginners. You also have uh, professional people, people who are quite well-known and, and, uh, and accomplished and people who have been working for years and sometimes decades. And now how do they take to the acting center and, and this particular approach to the curriculum? Yeah, I mean, we have... Students from beginners to people that are very established and have been up for awards or won awards, um, you know, in the industry. And um, uh, the seasoned professionals have taken to it very well because I think it, it, it just augments what they already know and what, what already works for them. I think it just brings it to another level um, for, of work. At least that's been my experience. Obviously, I think you probably ask ask them personally, but um, yeah. but from what I've seen, um, I think it's it definitely can take uh, a person that's already well established and really kind of knows what they're doing already, and just really boosts boosts um, the whole thing to another level. Awesome. Now, the acting center ha- was in Hollywood for a long time, and now you've moved and you've got some new uh, digs. Yeah, and yeah, we'll be there. It's in Sh- we're in Sherman Oaks now mm-hmm. on, on Ventura Boulevard, which what, is really great. What is the address there? It's uh, 14801 Ventura Boulevard. Okay, and that's Ventura and Willis. Went Ventura and Willis. In Sherman Oaks. Oaks. Yeah. How, would someone find out, how would someone find out about the acting center? They go to the website? Yeah, and then... you can go to the website and um, contact us. You can uh, schedule to come in for an interview. Um, with uh, Veronica, mm-hmm. and um, she can show you around the school. And we don't do audits, but you can come 
while class is in session, you can kind of walk around and see what's happening a little oh, yeah. bit, you know, okay. get a feel for what we're doing. So you're welcome to do that. Good. And also there's a, a, you guys also, there's a lot of activity in the class. So you're not sitting and listening to people a lot. You're actually up as an actor, as a student, working constantly, right? Yeah, we're working all class. Yeah. Whole class long. The whole class long. Yep, three hours. Well, that's really different for most classes. Yeah, very different. <laughs> Sometimes in some classes you don't work at all unless you're putting up a scene that night. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 for the working actor, and it's it gives you, um, you know, the tools necessary to prepare for auditions, you know, at a moment's notice. You know, you get sides, you know, sometimes you have, you know, sometimes the next day, sometimes mm -hmm. it's the same day you have to prepare stuff, you know. So um, we, you know, we give you the tools to be able to really do that. And well, I've done be that. Prepared. I've gotten sides and then brought them into class and worked on them in class and then went and got the audition the next day. Yeah. And did it. So, and that was very, very helpful. That's great. It's great because then you're like, you go in and you're totally solid. And uh, it, not just knowing the lines, but knowing the character and making a very solid choice about the character. I had, I had ter tremendous success with that. I just felt so uh, confident and uh, in a way that I never had before. It was really, really interesting. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole thing is to build confidence. Because mm -hmm. if you have confidence in what you can do, it shows through in your work and mm -hmm. it shows through when you walk in the room. Well, and the work that I've seen from the Acting Center, uh, I can say this with uh, no hesitation, has been, uh, you know, really, really splendid work. And one thing that impressed me too is that, especially the some of the first work I saw, you guys put up... Uh, well, every evening there's a little bit of a performance after the class. Yeah. And then there are also the, the monthly salons where people can do anything and share anything. But what I noticed was what you're talking about, the confidence uh, uh, and the easefulness of the performers. They look like they're relaxed. Uh, you know, they're, they're in character. It's a solid character, but there's nothing driven about it or there's nothing stressful about it. They look like like a confident actor you would see in any professional realm, such as the ones I've been in in film and television, where nobody's, like, nervous particularly. They're all like, you know, we work at this. This is what we do. And that's what I saw in the classes, and I was very impressed by that. And I know that that's hard to fake. And I just remember being at the Stella Adler School in New York, and we were terrified to put up anything, terrified, like, to the point of physical pains. And uh, and and so, you know, I was looking for that. I didn't see it at the acting center. Yes, because the criticism is what makes you feel that terror. You remove the criticism, you remove the terror. <laughs> it's a good slogan. Remove the terror, come to the acting center. Anyway, Tamara is also a fantastic actress, comedic actress. And here's a sample from a really funny spoof we did of a 1940s radio show. This is Tamara Meskimen and some other bozos. And now it's time for Weird Canyon. Mysterious tales from the mesquite-studded plains, prairies, and arroyos of the dusty, lawless Old West. Weird Canyon, where just around the next cactus or butte may be an answer to a lifelong dream or a sight that would knock a cavalry regiment off their saddles in amazement. Weird Canyon, where the outlaw fears to hide, the prospector yearns to dip his pan, and the cattle rustler finds himself the prisoner of... But that's our story tonight. Rustler's Nightmare. Now, let's pack up the bedroll, saddle up, and point our horses in the direction of Weird Canyon. Brought to you by the makers of Happy Sleeve Sleeve Starch. The sleeve starch that makes a man feel more crisp, more comfortable, more vertical than other leading sleeve starches. Housewives, remember to buy only genuine Happy Sleeve Sleeve Starch. Now available in the handy 50-gallon drum. And now, our story. Well, Miss Melissa Breslow, 
He done right well for a girl who's never been on a cattle run before. I would have taken you for an old hand after all the work you done today. Here, let me help you with those blankets. I'll show you how we old cow hands make a soft bed out on the trail. Much obliged, Max. I guess my many years away from the ranch setting literature in Baltimore haven't completely spoiled my frontier upbringing. This beautiful starry sky sure is a welcome sight after our long ride. I know I'll be sore in the morning. Yeah, I'm sort of cranky in the morning, too, before I have my coffee. Well, I guess your father, millionaire cattle rancher Morgan R. Breslow, knew what he was doing when he let you come along with us crusty old ranch hands so you could work on writing your, uh, uh, now, what did you call it again? Epic poem on the movement of cattle across the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I guess you can hold your own out here pretty good, especially after what I've seen you do today. <laughs> if it's that little incident with the rattlesnake. Don't be too impressed. I grew up out here, remember? If I didn't have to chase a rattler out from under the clawfoot tap when we children took our baths on Saturday night, it was a special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I never saw a woman jump off the saddle and catch a rattler's head in her teeth before, I guess. Gracious, look at the time. I'll stand here by the campfire for a spell. You get yourself some sleep, Melissa. Good night, Max. I'm anxious to have a look at that canyon tomorrow that you showed me over there. The one the Indians have all the legends about? Oh, yes. You mean the one the Indians call Chuchu Cotolote? No, not that one. I was referring to the one where men go mad and natural laws don't seem to have power over elements and events. Yeah, now, that wouldn't be the one the Indians call Pona uh, Pona Tulewenzi Kotiki. No, Max, look, you were just talking to me about it today. It's the canyon where no man who enters leaves quite the same and where the spirits of the dead cause unusual things to happen to those who trespass on their sacred ground where animals and plants all possess mysterious powers and the weather changes suddenly and dramatically out of nowhere. Oh, Weird Canyon. Yes, Weird Canyon, that's the one. I'm anxious to have a look at it tomorrow. Well, all right, Miss Breslow, whatever you say, if it'll help you out with your... Uh... Epic poem yeah. on the movement of cattle across the San Fernando Valley. Yes, that was it. Well, say goodnight, boys. Goodnight, boys. Goodnight, Max. Goodnight, gentlemen. Meanwhile, on a hillside overlooking the vast herd. That was a little segment from Weird Canyon, and you can hear all of Weird Canyon on uh, my YouTube channel. Or just, yeah, go to YouTube and type in Weird Canyon, if you dare. Well, Tamara, it's been great talking to you, and uh, I'm so glad that you're my wife. I love you so much. Oh, thanks, sweetie. I love you, too. And uh, tune in to the podcast next week. I don't know who I'll have in the booth, but it won't be anybody that I sleep with. And I can guarantee that. And if you're interested in the Acting Center, hey, that's what this is all about. If you want to be an actor, get the right training, www.theactingcenterla.com. Thanks to Tate Rupert for the improv there with Weird Canyon. Thanks to Jeff Levin for the music. I'll talk to you next week.